We are back on the draft train as today we are talking about Swedish centre Leo Carlson. We've got Patrick Bexell from Habs Eyes on the Prize here to tell us all about him and uh, whether he could fit in on the Blue Jackets. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over, we are over on YouTube, so if you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. We are getting super close to the next milestone, which is very exciting for me. Uh, it helps me out, it helps you out, everybody wins, you get notified when new episodes go live. So uh, yeah, head on over to YouTube. Today's episode, uh, like I said at the top of the show, is another draft profile. Uh, we're looking at Leo Carlson, who's probably going to be a top three pick in the draft, whether he can fit in on the Blue Jackets, uh, what kind of game he plays. And uh, whether or not he will make the jump to the NHL immediately or maybe spend another year in Sweden. We're talking about all of that with Patrick Bexell. So I'm just going to get right into it. It's been a minute since the Blue Jackets have drafted a Swedish player, especially in the first round. But uh, there's one in the top three this year that looks like he might be a pretty good bet, especially for a Blue Jackets team that desperately needs a top-line centre. So I've got Patrick Bexell of uh, Habs Eyes on the Prize, uh, European scout, to come and talk about Leo Carlson, who is a name that I have kind of been hearing more and more about as the kind of the draft gets closer and closer. So, uh, Patrick, what can, you, what can you tell us about Leo Carlson? Uh, well, I think, um, first and foremost, I think he will go top three. Um, I, I look forward to seeing him having a good uh, under-18 tournament coming up as well. Uh, people forget that uh, he plays against men. He plays professional hockey at the moment. So if you look at the stat line and compare that to, to <laughs> phenoms like Bedard and, and Fantelli and, and others, uh, it's not going to be as impressive maybe, but... Uh, 19 points, about 15 minutes a game. Uh, what is it? Uh, 30, 30 games? 33 games? 36 um, games so far. This 36 season, games, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, like, let's keep it real. It's, it's, he's not playing on the first line. He's not playing, you know, uh, heavy minutes. Um, a lot of talk has been said, has, has been about he's not playing center at the moment. And uh, what young uh, or what teams do with young players when they get up in SHL is they prepare them by playing center and and playing them on the wing and doing certain assignments as center. So he is playing center during some shifts and and etc. But he's not playing center like Conor Bedard in juniors. And and you have to 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 remember that when you look at a stat line and trying to project his numbers. But he's big, he's smart, he's strong. He's the archetype for a, a center that any team wants. And, and uh, he, he, 
worst case, I spoke to a pro scout uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, we're talking about uh, Carlson, and uh, he, we, we were both saying like he's he's going to be a center, but you know, worst if worst comes to worst, and you don't develop him fully, he's going to be an awesome winger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, I mean, it's not that's... a hit or miss. It's, it's a, it's a. Yeah, if your worst case scenario is top line winger, like yeah. that's that seems like a pretty good problem to have. Yeah, and and I mean, like that—that that is more or less if you failed your, your development. Uh, I thought about it a little bit because I know I was going to do this podcast and and also writing up for myself in, in my notes and looking forward to to writing for eyes on the price that will continue now that we know about it um that uh, that uh, you know uh, there is a slight comparison maybe with Elias Pettersson he came up played for a good team uh didn't play center awesome on both wings <laughs> when necessary uh somehow I couldn't believe it when I never coached him as a left wing, but suddenly he was playing there one shift because no one else wanted to play. Uh, which, you know, he's the national team coach of Sweden right now and was Elias Pettersson's coach in, in Beckwer. And, and Leo Carlson has sort of the same kind of usage. Uh, the, the one thing that doesn't stand up with Elias Pettersson, though, is his shot. Elias Pettersson has probably one of the best shots I've seen, especially one-timers. Uh, he was parked in an Ovechkin spot, more or less, when, when he played in Sweden. I haven't seen as many uh, Vancouver uh, games, so I can't really say where, where he's played. And those where he played, I've watched, they have struggled. So, And, and especially Elias has struggled those those games. So, But, but yeah, I think Elias Pettersson might be more of a shooter, whereas Carlson is probably more of a, a passer. And he's a thinker in that regard, and he he he's really good with the zone entries. He comes in, he cuts, and he waits for for his forwards to join him, and sets them up. and And it shows in the stat line as well: six goals, but thirteen assists. It, it comes in the same kind of of, of maturity and, and vision of the game, etc. And, and I'm not saying that Elias Patterson doesn't have that because Elias is a fantastic player. But, but those are the differences, which which leads me a little bit, and I'm being lazy here because I'm comparing them with Swedish players, obviously. But maybe he's 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 a Philip Forsberg kind of guy, you know, that guy that always plays well and, and always does smart things. It's pretty big, but he isn't a superstar. He's a cornerstone, but he's not a superstar. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's kind of what I've been looking at with, I mean, the the Blue Jackets are at this point, it's pretty expected they'll probably be drafting top three, maybe top five, if they go on a heater at the end of the season, like they do sometimes, um, and ruin It's also like top five is is because there is a lottery. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure they're finishing bottom three in the standings, but the draft lottery luck might screw them over because I'm not allowed to have nice things. Um, But, you know, we've been kind of been talking about franchise players versus, like you say, cornerstones, you know, and you look at a guy like Adam Fantilli, for example, or a guy like Matt Vemichkov, who are not necessarily going to be the star player that Conor Bedard is, but a guy that could be a really, really awesome addition to, say, a line that already has Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine on it. 
yeah, and and you know, I'm, I'm gonna be. We're not going to talk about him, obviously, in in, in that regard. But I, I I can see Mitchkov being a superstar. He is a superstar, or he's not that kind high of player. High risk, high reward. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Leo Carlson is so solid. He is just the kind of guy you put. You can put him in there in any kind of situation, and he will succeed. He will make it his mission to succeed, and I think that is 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 maybe what you want from your cornerstone if he takes that step and, and becomes a superstar because you don't know these are young guys it's hard to project and and i mean no one knew what we were going to be at at, at that age yeah. <laughs> so so you got that and and you, you think about it in that regard and that means in, in many way that you you worst case scenario you have a very good winger and you, you, but on the other hand, if, if you get that center, that can play center at certain times as well. You can have him go in and take a face off in an important situation, et cetera, et cetera. And he will do that very well. But, but you know, you want him as a center. He is the typical center that any team would want. And, and uh, I don't think he would be, you know, if you take Conor Bedard out and it's Fantelli or Carlson, I'm not sure who you take, but. But I haven't watched Fantilli as much as I've watched Carlson either. So it all comes down to different things and what kind of what, what team is looking for. And, and that's really, really good. In a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Patrick about Leo Carlson. But first, I've got to tell you about FanDuel because it's the uh, midway point of the NBA season and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers are going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means if your first bet doesn't win, you get bonus bets back for the value that you bet. It's that easy. All you have to do, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Or if you want to put some money on, I don't know, the Blue Jackets picking first overall in the draft, you can do that at FanDuel as well. They even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I like obviously Bedard is going first overall. I don't think there's going to be any late kind of. I know Shane Wright was the guy right up until uh, he will. I mean, like Slavkovsky was was the guy, but I don't know that there's going to be a similar thing with uh, Bedard. I mean, like he, what what would happen has, has has to be something terrible for yeah, Bedard. Exactly. To be, to um, be, uh, and and let's hope not that right. Yeah. Happen. No. We. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just hit 100 points last night. You know, it's it's yeah. going it's going pretty well for for Conor Bedard. But it's going to be really interesting to see the second pick. I think in terms of is it going to be Fantilli? Is it going to be Carlson? You know, there could be a wild card. There, there, there is there. someone that we spoke yes. about that is probably rising through the the, the rankings. Last time we, we were on the pod together, I don't think he will be number two, but he's moving into a lot of people's top ten. And it's something Pelica. And, yes. and if, a team if you needs are, defense, then if, if you're looking for 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 a player, I mean, a little bit like happened last last time with um, 
Nimitz and, and Dirichek, they went earlier than expected and and uh, caused some problems, obviously, for, <laughs> for Wright. But, uh, you know, and, and it depends on, and we saw it earlier as well. I mean, look at Maurice Sider going at eight. He was projected to go around 15. And that started a, or was it six even? But it started that kind of push for defenders that landed a certain cold cow field in Montreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes the draft works out in, in weird ways. And it's something that's really interesting. Like, as, as a person who only covers the one team, kind of pays attention to, to some other teams, but for the most part, I'm like, right, what are the Blue Jackets going to do? What do the Blue Jackets need? You know, if you ask me what, I don't know, the... Uh, the Vancouver Canucks do a draft. I've got no idea because I don't know what they need. And so it's always so interesting to see, okay. And we saw it a little bit last year with the Philadelphia Flyers taking Kodagotier at yeah. five because I was I was so sure they were going to take Yerichek and then Gautier was going to go sixth to the Blue Jackets. But they didn't. So happy that we got Yerichek. Um, But it's, it's always so interesting to see because an early pick like that um you know or even you know the year before when mason mctavish went third and then kent johnson went fifth because teams mm-hmm. needed centers or forwards and you see it with kotkanim as well he was probably not yeah. the 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 he was the best center at that position at that time but but he wasn't the best player available at that time exactly and so i think it's really interesting to to kind of look at that and be like right well the Blue Jackets need the center, which is probably the easiest position to need when you are in like the top three draft. Because I feel like there's always, almost always, an elite center available in at least the top three. Sometimes you get weird years, like last year, where it's or the year before, excuse me, where it's like all defensemen and then mm-hmm. one forward. But the Blue Jackets have a lot of guys to pick from, um, and Leo Carlson is a guy that I definitely have had my eye on for a, a little bit now every time you know he comes across by my tumblr mm. my tumblr excuse me my uh, my twitter timeline i'm like oh he's doing something cool again he's you know had another really good night yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you should say cool because cool is the thing that you're looking at of bedard in many ways but mitchkov you know like you sit there yeah, and you yeah not not Michigan cool or, sorry but like i, I don't I think, think that's something's gonna smart. be like a highlight I think yeah machine, i think but I think you will say smart rather. Or, smart, or yeah. It's, it's, I think it comes down to that and with Leo Carlson. You know exactly what you want. Also, I think that if you look at Mitchkov, which is going to be a high-risk, high-reward kind of thing, and you compare that to Carlson, who is, you know, I think Mitchkov will go like, even lower. He will fall in the rankings partly, but he's doing very well in Saki. But if you look at those two, as comparisons, you have one highlight wheel player and you have another that is a smart, stable, secure guy kind of guy that does everything he should very, very well. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the span of, of, of Mitchkov might be this. He becomes super or he becomes, you know, a, a very good NHL player. I'm not going to say that he's going to be a bad one. Right. But Leo Carlson's interval might be much smaller because you're going to have, it's going to be so easy for him to reach a very high level and then continue from there. So, so I think he's going to be that kind of player that is smart. Uh, I would probably think that he would needs to stay. I mean, much like Elias Patterson, stay another year, play with Erbro. Uh, the one thing that stands out with Erbro is that they have 
a new coach coming in. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sort of know who it is, but we're sort of don't know who it is. <laughs> because it hasn't Everyone knows, but no one's saying anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's Frölunda's, former Frölunda's assistant coach. Uh, oh, he, he was in Switzerland. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I forgot it uh, anyway, and I can't so Google good. it because it's <laughs> it's going to take forever. Um, very smart player, coach, young, uh, has grown up with with Davos now, where he took over, and 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 I think it was Davos or Bern, um, playing really, really. I mean, coaching very smart, having grown up under the shadow of Roger Runberg, who's one of the best coaches in Sweden, obviously. Uh, so it should be a stable transition. It's not going to be, you know, fire in the mid-season and, and causing a havoc and, and, and getting someone totally unknown. I think Arabro has been smart solidifying the market. Uh, the coach that has been in Arabro has been there for a long time. It's time to move on a little bit. Um, I think it will be a very uh, good development place for for Carlson and uh, the one thing that is is that the dialect in Urbro is crap <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it, for, for NHL scouts it's obvious I mean it's I'm not going to say it's difficult to get there but it's not as easy as maybe Engelholm and Malmö and, and it's Stockholm not one of the, the bigger hubs the bigger hubs is. yeah so so, but but I think Leo Carlson, very smart player. The one thing that I should point out, really, and, and which is his weakness, is is his shot, and, and mm. uh, he reads the game well. He can be used in defensive zone. He covers the area. He he uses his big body, his uh, long reach to to poke check, to to uh, stop pucks and and cause that thing and. Um, right now, sometimes he sees a mismatch between playing center certain shifts and winger at certain shifts um, normally, and, and that is the kind of I would f from the limited experience of, of being a hockey coach, which is mm. non-existent in my case. <laughs> uh, but I think from what I've understood from hockey coaches and from what I've seen on 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 internet and and watching TV is that you. It's the, the when the opposing team takes over the puck or has the puck in their own zone, that is the most difficult time to be a center. Yes. And and that is where he isn't playing center at the moment. Because that is when he's a big four checker that comes at you with speed and causes you to turn over the puck. Uh, but I think that is maybe where, where he needs to play another year in order to get that going and understand the game. Maybe not understand the game, but understand his positioning in the game the correct way. In a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Patrick about Leo Carlson. But first, I've got to tell you all about Athletic Greens. Now, I use Athletic Greens every day. Uh, I wanted something to take in the morning that was quick, that was easy, that made me feel better than, you know, a slice of cold pizza and a monster energy drink. And AG1 is the perfect thing. 
It is 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. It's going to help you start your day right. It supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things that you need to have a better start to your day. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. There's no need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be interesting to see who's actually making their NHL debut in October, I think, because... Bedard probably will make the step. Fantilli, I think, goes back to Michigan. Obviously, Carlson probably going back to Sweden. So it's going to be interesting to see who is actually there. Um, but in terms of the the Blue Jackets themselves, do you see a fit there? We know Mitch Cobb is not going to be there, though. <laughs> no, he's not going to be there for, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, going back to your question but, about um, Blue Jackets. Yeah, how do you? Is there a fit there? Do you think? Like, obviously, I talked a little bit earlier about Gaudreau line A needing a center. Is he someone that you think could slot into that line? Obviously, it, it, maybe not next year. No, because obviously the pressure of going into that line is going to cause havoc. And then, you know, there's always this problem in chemistry: Sweden, Finland playing at the same line. <laughs> I'm only joking, uh, uh, but but you know, it's you don't want to put him on. In one way, you want to put him on a line, a little bit like Elias Pettersson, let's be honest there, um, in order to succeed. But Elias mm. got that extra year in Sweden, probably because he was taken, what, seventh um, on top of my mind. And so it wasn't, but when you top three, you see it with Slomkovsky not playing enough minutes in NHL, not being sent down to the AHL. He's first overall, you have to showcase him. Right. And those top three picks, you sort of want to do that. Owen Power was different, and, and Fantelli will be different because they went back to, to NCAA, and I think it's very smart, and I think it's, it's a good strategy. Also, getting an education is very smart, but, but also I think it's a good strategy in many ways to, to get that extra year to be physical, mature, to, to play against the top players in the world. Because right. I feel like there's a big difference between being 18 in the NHL and being 19 yeah. in the NHL. You know, um, Elias Pettersson, uh, Elias Pettersson went uh, fifth overall. Just to, right, yeah. I just Googled it because I, I couldn't remember either. But um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting draft no matter who the Blue Jackets take, I think. Um, Leo Carlson is definitely a player that I am going to be keeping my eye on. Obviously, first overall is, is the target right now, but... For all of us. Leo Carlson <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Consolation prize, I think. That's what I've been calling uh, that kind of two to five crop of players at the uh, the Bedard Consolation Prizes. So Carlson's it's definitely a player that I would not be ways, mad about if he was a blue jacket in July. In, in some ways it's it is difficult in, in this regard because Connor Bedard is really a generational talent. Whereas uh, you have players that you would talk about like last year. Uh, Fantelli or Carlson would probably be in the mentions of, of first overall. 
Yeah, that, exactly. Like, if, if Bedard is not here, I feel like we could be saying, well, Carlson could go first overall. Fantilli could go first overall. There was talk that Mitchkov was going to be a second or third overall pick. That He's probably going to drop a little bit because Russia is kind of a... a strange uh, situation right now. But... Yeah, and also he has a contract to 2026. Is it 2025 or 2026? I can never remember, yeah. but he's, yeah, he's going to be in, in Russia for a little while, so I can understand if teams maybe don't want to draft him because of that, but... But also Leo you Carson have, you have, you have the option. You see, you see it with you know people that or players from Russia that has waited a little bit. Has had Some of them has had very successful careers. Panarin wasn't drafted. He came in, you know, yeah. late. I mean, like, you, you know, it's a obviously. Look at Karel Marchenko. Yeah. Who just came over this year at 22, I believe he is. 22, 23. And he's got 13 goals in 28 games. You know? So sometimes waiting a little while is not the, the worst thing in the world. And I think there's a... the With the how bad the Blue Jackets were this year, I think there's a... a impetus to be like we have to get better next year immediately mm. you know and so i think there's a little bit of worry about well what if fantelli wants to go back to michigan what if carlson doesn't want to come over to north america but like it's it's one season guys it's it's fine i would rather have them stay over there for one season and develop and kind of continue to grow than rush them into the nhl and you know you talk about slavkovsky slavkovsky probably could have done with some AHL time this season, maybe, or even, you know, staying in Europe. I don't think that would have hurt him at all. No, play, playing professionally somewhere else would probably have been very smart if that was AHL or Europe. And uh, uh, But I understand you, you sort of want that control of a player as well and the, the sure. NHL deal and, and we're coming into one aspect of, of it all is also that the first round pick, you get to keep that. Uh, you, you can break the European contract and and bring them over to the AHL, and they can play in the AHL at that at eighteen or nineteen as well. Whereas in in uh, if you take them second round, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they don't. Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, let's finish up. Uh, where where would you take Carlson? I think he's going to go third. Uh, I really do. Um, it's a little bit EU bias or against EU bias, probably. <laughs> you know, like oh, Brexit. you think Fantilli's going to go <laughs> too because he's North American? Yeah, you, or Canadian, you, I guess. Yeah, even I always think Fantilli's American and he's not. But. Yeah, but it's also like you. More scouts have seen them play. Yeah, it depends on how much you trust your European scouts. It's more that I think you you come down into. Uh, well, we know that you see a lot of Kekalainen video today. To... loves his European scouts. He loves his European players. Yeah. So that could that could be in Carlson's favor or the Blue Jackets' favor or whichever way you think that's going to go. Um, but I, I think Kekalainen definitely definitely has his eye on Little Carlson. Yeah, and and there is a lack of Finnish players, Finnish players this year. So, so yes. maybe there is there is that. As well. <laughs> he might have to make do with a uh, quote unquote make do with a, a Swedish player. Yeah, uh, the interesting thing is probably Dvorsky, who's who's you know speaks six languages fluently more or less. <laughs> <laughs> but he moved to Sweden almost, very early, and and yeah. the Slovaks 
barely see him as Slovak because he spent what half his life in Sweden, I think. But yeah. uh, he's probably going to go what top ten. He is. Uh, he is on my list of players to to pay attention to. So you you never know. And and then if you really like someone, we've seen Detroit do that. Casper Cider. Uh, we we've seen them go all in on players they like, and and I like that in a way. You don't yeah. maybe care, even if it's only four spots or five spots. You take the player you like at that point. More often than not, it turns into a uh, cider rather than a uh, Kotkaniemi, maybe. Yeah, yeah you gotta you got to trust your gut, I think. Um, if people want to learn more about prospects, they want to uh, catch up with the new... Ha- I say the new Habs Eyes on the Prize. It's it's the old Habs Eyes on the Prize, just in a new place. Uh, where can... Where can people find? We get to keep. We get to work. keep the IP, and we get to keep the name and and all yes, that. It's all. It's especially all the archive. Over. I think that is going to be the maybe the most important bit. You find me at Habsize on the Prize, or you find me at Seb Habs on on Twitter. Feel free to ask. I I try to answer the the questions I get, and we'll see what uh, Mr. Musk does with Twitter, or if you find <laughs> if you find me somewhere else later on. I'm also on the podcast. We don't have a podcast channel. Well, we're going to have a podcast channel. Uh, I will have a an, ep- an episode where I speak to Sandin Pelikas uh, coach coming out next week. Uh, so that I might be definitely. I will. Well. I will definitely be checking that out. So uh, uh, hopefully, my listeners uh, to temper uh, your expectations. I love Robert uh, Olson. He's uh, <laughs> one of the coaches I look forward to speak with every time. But yeah, he's not tempering the expectations on Sandin Pelika. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I uh, always appreciate insight into Swedish players, European players. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the time. And uh, we'll have to do this again with, uh, have I got more Swedes? I think I have more Swedes on my list. So you probably got we'll, Worski uh, as well. So <laughs> Yes, so we'll have, to, we'll have to reconnect a little bit later Indeed. on. But uh, yeah, yeah thanks, for, uh, thanks for giving me the time. Uh, anytime, Jay. It's always a pleasure. And uh, hearing that accent that I... Uh, spent 10 years with it's it's, it's, it's definitely a pleasure <laughs> and that's all i've got for today uh tomorrow we will be checking back in on the blue jackets we'll check in on the monsters who had a really big weekend and we will look ahead to the rest of the blue jacket schedule for the month that's all coming up on tomorrow's show i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find the podcast at lo underscore blue jackets if you have comments questions criticisms you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com thank you once again for listening, for making us your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available. You're never going to have to get behind a paywall for a locked on product. That's our promise to you. So uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>